Welcome to this week's episode of Do You Still Like Me, a podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. My name is Jace. And my name is Ree. Hi, Ree. <laughs> Hello, Jace. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, a little damp, unfortunately. Oh, all uh, right. Let's get into it. Hello. Like- <laughs> Jeez, already. <laughs> not my fault. You're the one that uh, took it that way. Um, no, it's, uh, I mean, look, as everyone knows, the weather is fucking atrocious basically everywhere right now. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I had to, uh, I had to make a little trip to the shops today. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll be fine in like a big jacket. Uh, I don't need to take an umbrella. It's not raining that hard. Um, my hair was completely soaked. My jacket was completely soaked. My pants were completely soaked. Um, so yeah, so I'm still a tiny bit damp, but my hair is drying really nice and soft. That's nice, I guess. Um, it's one of those things where like, so a lot of people will be like, will will, like say to me, oh, why don't you just do like grocery orders? You know, mm-hmm. I am bad at that. I'm very bad at that. I go shopping when I need things. Yeah. And usually when I need things, it's not enough to constitute making a whole order because the like delivery cost. There's makes a minimum. Not- yeah. There's like a minimum that you need to hit the delivery cost. And one half the time I don't have that much money uh, and I don't have that many things to order. And I like you know, the excuse of having a little jaunt to the shops. It's nice to like go for a a little outing. It's a little outing. And I get like, I've been stuck in my house um, because uh, I believe I have mentioned this. I did uh, finish up at my old job recently. So the past couple of weeks I've been doing fuck all. Um, So (laughs) I've been stuck inside. And today I was like, oh, I need to go grab a couple of things to the shops. Um, So I did. Um, Yes. uh, I need to learn that just because uh, the rain doesn't seem that bad, uh, I should take an umbrella anyway (laughs) because... you can't trust the weather. I absolutely cannot. I wore canvas sneakers, Jace. I'm a fucking idiot. I am so stupid. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I I was walking down the street that runs, like, parallel to the train line. That shit floods so easily. I I was having to do these big, like, leaps over puddles. Yeah. Like, I was doing big jetés, like, <laughs> fucking, it's like, wow, the ballet training really paid off, for one thing, at least. <laughs> Being able to get home in the middle of Just swinging rain. on lampposts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, very, very Gene Kelly, you know, uh, having a little singing in the rain moment. He was in Singing in the Rain, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He probably was. He was one of those guys. He was in everything back then. I don't know. Anyway. He wasn't uh, a good clearly- person. So yeah, clear, hopefully you're a clearly, bit better than him. Clearly the rain has uh, also just kind of uh, waterlogged my brain a bit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm not coherent right now. Uh, I'm damp and I am I am a bit tired. But, you know, we're here. We we march along. We, we get what we need to... We get done what we need to get done. Yeah, no, I'm not making any sense right now. You talk, please. <laughs> please talk. Please. You've just been letting me go for like five minutes. <laughs> like, I, wonder, I wonder where this story will end up if I just let you keep going. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I would just I would just end up ranting about some random crap for like half an hour and that would be half the episode. 
Anyway, I went to the shops. That's the story. That was my whole point. That's the story. That's and it wasn't even that exciting of a trip to the shops. Like I, mo- I was mostly going to get frozen veggies. Nothing too, nothing too fun. Literally just vegetables. <laughs> I did all that for vegetables. Well, I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Um, I feel like we're a lot closer for it. And I feel like our listeners also understand you more and maybe some of them can relate. If anyone else has gone to the shop and bought frozen vegetables, please tweet us. We would love to hear about it. No, I think, I think, you know, one of the reasons why I'm so like nervously chatty right now is because I'm trying to distract myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently trying to distract. I can't stop looking at it. I, oh my God. I'm currently trying to distract myself. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you, uh, you've got a new housemate. I've got a new housemate. Uh, it's a huntsman spider that is about the size of my hand. And what's his name? Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, nice. (laughs) He's he's looking at me. He's looking at me, Jace. He's in his little spot and it's right above my desk too. So I'm currently, uh, this is hearkening back to early days of the pod. I'm recording this from my bed, uh, because I don't want to be, Oh, that's going to be fun to edit. I know. Have fun with that. Um, (laughs) but I'm currently on my bed because I don't want to sit at my desk because then he's right above me and he's, he's looking at me right now. And I, I cannot. All eight eyes are just trained on you. I can't deal with this. Why is he, why is he there? What does he want from me? Um, he's actually, we spoke last time about get uh, outsourcing and getting people to help. He's actually our new p- producer. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Oh, So no. he's just overseeing this episode. Yeah. Well, so if you notice a change in tone or a change in how we do things, it's because we've got that new producer. He's certainly overseeing, um, he is over <laughs> me and he is seeing me and I don't like any of it. <laughs> I dislike this greatly. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you're never going to find the perfect match first time. So we'll just keep going and finding new people or <laughs> creatures to to help us out on this podcasting journey. Oh, my um, God. Tried it. Didn't work. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're just not the right fit. Yep. yep. Uh, we'll let you f- oversee the remainder <laughs> of this episode, but then you have to leave. I feel like I feel like Shammy would do a good job. Your cat would probably do a good job overseeing the podcast because he yeah he w- he's he's there for pretty much every recording he is the problem is he's a little too hands-on or paws on he's just ah uh, he just like always to tries to jump yeah he the, wants to be involved in everything <laughs> yeah yeah he just wants to be really involved <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah no i'm sorry i'm sorry if i'm not up to my um I was going to say, if I'm not up to my usual standard, do I really have a standard? I don't think so. I don't think this podcast has standards at all. No, we don't have standards. We just, we get on here once every week or two and we just chat shit for an hour and a half. And for some reason, people eat it up. I, I, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway. um, We just arrive and... Talk we just and... we just arrive and then I and then I talk about uh and then I talk about wet shoes and spiders for ten minutes. There's the episode title, Wet Shoes and <laughs> Spiders. <laughs> Fuck already, there we go. <laughs> there we bloody go. Anyway, um let's let's distract me some more from our eight legged friend. Uh, how are you? What have you been up to? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um mm. I actually went out on the weekend. Oh my god. 
I know. I don't like going out as we no, discussed. I like being inside. And I went, no offense to our beautiful friend Kay. It was their birthday. I went to their house for dinner. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go, but then also I didn't want to go because I just, I like being inside my house and yeah. with people that I am familiar with, like my family, obviously, I love Kay and I love their husband and that's fine. However, there were new people there that I'd never met and oh, no. that's always sort of a point of anxiety for me is meeting new people that I don't know yeah. and that, okay, calm down, fucking cars, mm. uh, and meeting new people that don't know me. Yeah. I was so nervous because I don't really know how to act around people, especially people that I've never met. Yeah. They say that if you're an introvert, I'd, which that's a whole other topic. I don't really believe in introverts or extroverts. I think it's all different levels of neurodivergency. But, um, and also just people's personalities. Yeah. You know? I, just, like, I hate when people are like, oh, my God, I'm such an extrovert or I'm such an introvert. It's like, okay, you're a person. Like, we're all, we all have different. Anyway, I'm not going to get on my soapbox so early in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... When I'm comfortable with people, I overshare. But also, when I'm uncomfortable with people, I overshare. I'm pretty much just always oversharing. Oh, my. During. <laughs> same. I actually, I do the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. I can't thing. Oh really gauge when. I think I know. Sorry. I think I know when it's not appropriate to, like, overshare. But also, I can't stop mm. myself. I kind of go. Mm. This is fine. Yeah. This is this is happening and I can't stop it, so it's just going to happen. <sighs> Over the course of that dinner, they all none none of them had met me before. None of them follow me on social media. They'd never heard of me. During the course of that two and a half hours, they found out from me obviously that I was an alcoholic or am an alcoholic and haven't had a drink in 8 years. Uh that I <laughs> was abused by my mother. Oh my god. That I was sexually assaulted several times. And I, I couldn't stop it. Oh, and I was no. just like it's all like Oh, that's It was a all lot, jokes. Babe. I was I was making jokes and they yeah. were all in context. It wasn't just me being like, "Hey, guess what, guys? I was right." Like it was like <laughs> It was all within context. Yeah. And I was making like filthy jokes and um telling stories like I Kay and I told the story of piss roof piss and roof, I I I told the story I told the story about oh god when I when, <laughs> I'm just waiting what is this <laughs> what's this one I want to I want to let you know that first of all I'm going to tell you in advance this story did not land Oh, didn't. Oh, no. It was silence after I told this story. Oh, okay. 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 And I was telling it like it was the podcast, basically. I was like, this is so entertaining. Everyone's going to fucking love this. <laughs> they didn't. When I was in primary school, there was an art competition mm-hmm. for everyone in the state to paint a picture of their heroes. And people were painting pictures of fucking political people, 
protesters and things like that. The person who won painted a portrait of a guy who had no hands and no feet and who did everything with his mouth. So he was an artist and he painted pictures with his mouth. And that's what won. That was the hero that won. Yeah. Would you like to take a guess at who I painted as my hero? Was it aggro? It was not aggro, but you're not that far off. Oh, God. Who was it? Okay, come on. In the office, which is where they hung everyone's entries, yeah. amongst these famous people who had done great things throughout their lives, Nelson Mandela, fucking Frida Kahlo, that cunt who had no arms and legs, <laughs> was my portrait brilliant, uh-huh. perfect, uh-huh. spot on uh-huh. portrait yep. of Evie from Pokemon. <laughs> That was who I painted as my hero. Now, when I revealed that at the dinner, not a sound. Not one fucking sound. That's funny. That's... Two people were looking at me. <laughs> one person was looking at the table. That's really fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, but these, was... these people fucking suck. That's funny. I would have been laughing <laughs> no my offense, head off. No offense, Kay. Your friends were awesome. I absolutely love them. But Kay, your friends fucking, fucking suck. Sorry, Kay. <laughs> Fuck your they friends. Were great. No, I don't like it. And then when I didn't get... Come on. Evie! When I didn't get a reaction, what do you do? You just go, okay, that didn't land. All right, we'll just move on. Let someone else speak. You kept going. I kept going. Of course you fucking... And I said... (laughs) I feel like I wasn't in control of my body at this point. What yeah. I was doing. I You're felt like I was watching out of myself body from above. Yeah, I was watching myself from above. Just fuck up this social situation so badly. So no one responded. Yeah. Like I said, some people were looking at each other, maybe one or two polite smiles, one guy looking at the table. And I said, okay, yeah, fair. But where's that guy now with the no arms and legs? What's he doing now? Nothing. What's Evie doing? Evie just got a new game not too long ago. So, oh ha. Who's, who's <laughs> <laughs> <It's painting. laughs> I... Now, obviously, I don't think I should have won. I think the person who won... Deserved it. I didn't yeah. think their painting was particularly good, but their hero was good. Like, their great person hero. that they chose as a hero was great. They deserved to win. Great hero, yeah. Yeah. I wonder now if the people at the table thought maybe that I was serious. That I was, like, <laughs> holding thought, on to this grudge they from primary school. that you thought you should have won with a painting of Evie. <laughs> yes. I mean, Jace. Jace. It was a really good painting of Let's Evie, Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> Am I ready? Wasn't it literally on the last episode, or perhaps the episode before, that you were going on about how you should have gotten all the solos in choir because you were better okay, but, than everyone else? But I was. Okay. But can you see, that can situation. You see maybe why the way that you were telling this story might have come off that way? I can, but also these people didn't know me. So how do they know? But okay, because you're speaking with your voice and your way of speaking. <laughs> I, I, I know. Okay. Okay. Yes. I do love to tell my funny stories as if I'm being hundred percent serious. Yes. And to me, that is funny and part of the bit. Like oh, I'm yeah. telling this story. That's hilarious. That you're I'm being like, a shit for the bit. It's all part of win. it. <laughs> and I think that's so funny. I think it's part of the joke. I think it's hilarious. But when people don't know you. Yeah. And then people don't respond to the bit. Yeah. 
that they don't respond to the setup because the way that I said it was like this, like a full setup, like, oh yes, this was a memory that I had of, you know, heroes and everyone was painting their heroes. And then I hit them with the Eevee. And to me, that's like, that's a brilliant punchline. No one saw it coming. And that's funny. But yeah. I think maybe it just didn't come off that way. It, it came, it off, came as... off like you legitimately <laughs> thought that your work was a masterpiece and that Evie should be everyone's hero. And Well, I will, to Kay's credit, was brilliant. Kay actually said, well, isn't Evie the one that can turn into whole different sorts of Pokemon? Yes. And I said, you are absolutely right. And then yeah. Kay said, well, then that's, you know, that's good. It's showing you your hero was someone that could turn into a whole, to anything that you can imagine. It didn't have one straight line. You could go off into any sort of thing. And I was like, Kay, you are absolutely right. I should have fucking won. And that's how I ended the story. <laughs> fucking hell. Remind me to never be in any sort of competition with you over anything. Yeah, I used I'm, to. Th- I don't think well either of us would be able to handle it. I don't think no. either of us would be. See, I always rejected the idea that Aries were uh, competitive. Mm. I was like, I'm not that competitive because I always went, well, I'm not that competitive because I don't like to compete. Mm. But then I thought, but now I know, I look back and I'm like, well, actually, the reason I didn't like to compete is because there was a possibility that I wouldn't win. Exactly. It's not necessarily that you don't like to compete. It's you don't like to not win. Exactly. So I don't even want to put myself in the situation where I might not win. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I'm not competitive because I don't, you know, I don't really go into competitions a lot. But then I'm like, well, actually, the reason you don't do that is because you cannot stand losing. So yeah, yes, you no, are no. Fucking Look, bitch. That's the thing. I'm exactly the same, though. <laughs> like, I am exactly yeah. the same. I'm exactly I think the if we went same. into a competition against each other, we would fucking murder each other. We would probably actually murder each other. If if but we if is... we went into a competition as a team, we would murder each other. Oh, oh my god! Because we would both want it done the Our way. way. That we yeah, it. it's like no, 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 no. We have to do it the way that I say. Yeah, and it's not necessarily. I don't think that we. How am I trying to say this? <laughs> I think it's just that we both think we're right. We would both think that we're right. We both think that we're right all the time. This is the most effective way that we could do it. And so we would be like, well, you should be on board because my idea is good and we will win. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, yeah, that's pretty competitive. Mm. (laughs) Mm. This is why I never did well in group projects. I fucking hated group projects. I I hated group projects unless I was the leader. I had to be the leader. I had to be the leader in any sort of like group situation. I had to be the leader. Otherwise, I would just completely disengage. Like, mm-hmm. I would just completely disengage if I wasn't the leader. Um, I would just put no effort in whatsoever. There are so many group projects where either I did everything or I mm-hmm. did literally nothing. And that was it. That was the only yeah. way it could go. I would either be doing the entire project by myself or I would not be contributing a single iota of effort towards it. Because if I wasn't doing it, I couldn't do it. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, that... Yeah. <laughs> See, the... It's hard because I'm this, I want control. Like we've spoken about control and anxiety in me mm, too. Yeah. It's a huge thing for us. I would want to control everything. But then if I couldn't micromanage and then someone else had to, you know, it was like equal parts. Yeah. I would be like, well, I don't want to be involved in this at all because if we get a bad result, then my name's on that. And I don't want to, I don't want my name on something that is bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I... I could not have my name on something that 
wasn't completely me. <laughs> yeah. See, people always say to me, because because I take charge in situations, like I'm a big baby. I can't ask for my own condiments at the restaurant or whatever. Yeah. But if if something needs to be done. I, I am more than aware because we've at- eaten at places together. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. But then if something's wrong with the order, I'll be like, oh, fuck, do you want me to get someone? Oh, I will sort this out. We can sort this out. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm a good leader mm. because while I am good in leadership roles, if something needs to be done, yeah, I can delegate and stuff like that. I can be like, you do this, you do that. But I would be a shit leader because I need to be the boss. I, I can't. I micromanage. I need to be involved in every step and I need to make sure that it's done the right way. And I just, I would be a shit leader, really shit Mm. leader because I wouldn't be able to have that sense of teamwork and yeah, letting everyone have their go. This is why like in every single job interview that I've ever done, they're always like, oh, where, you know, if you get this role, where do you see yourself in a few years? And I always answer, oh, you know, I'd maybe like to go into management someday, even though that is a total fucking lie. Like, that is a lie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is a lie. The only way in which I would want to go into management is if I was just managing myself. Mm -hmm. That would be fine. Managing other people, uh, I would suck at it so bad. And I think everyone would hate me. (laughs) It can go either way. It can be like, oh, you don't want to be too hard on the people that were your peers so you'll let them get away with stuff or you go the complete other way and you're like well I'm not gonna let them take advantage of me um, yeah just because we were friends now I'm the boss now I need to be harder on them and it's like I think personally for me I don't know how it would be for you is that I wouldn't be able to find that middle ground I don't think between I wouldn't being be able a to friend or being a manager. and I know that where I, what I would probably end up doing is what I said before with group projects I would end up just doing everyone's work for them <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, 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 just leave it to me, just leave it to me, just leave it to me. Um, and yeah, I'd make a shit manager because of that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I can manage myself just fine. Um, so that's <laughs> that okay. one of us. But, like, I can't manage myself at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if if I know what I'm doing, like if, if I'm in like a job situation where like mm-hmm. what I need to do is clearly set out for me and I have clear instructions, if I have clear instructions, I'm fine. I am so fine. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm a quick learner, but in the way where I need to have like a list of what I need to do mm-hmm. you need uh, it show, down. and show me how to do something a couple of times. But like, if I don't have like a very clear list of like what needs to be done, that's when I'm kind of fucked. So yeah. when I say I could manage myself, it's like, I could be fine if I had that list and also I could like make that list for myself like I know what needs to be done I'm gonna make this list and then I will do the list um but whereas like if I had to like do that for other people I'd be like shit how do I figure out who needs to do what and then what do Mm -hmm. I do like when it's just one person I'm great I'm amazing but yeah I could not absolutely could (laughs) not so modest Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm with you. When I worked on Linderman, the team leader ended up leaving and they needed to hire a new team leader. And everyone in the mini club had had an interview with the bigger boss. And they were asking us all sorts of questions. And I knew that they were considering me for that team leader role. 
the team leader did things like rostering uh, people for the shifts and was, yeah, it was like the person who had to make sure everyone had their days off and that, that was their job. And I knew that I would not be capable of doing yeah. that. I can't do that. There's too much brain stuff no. going on to make sure that everyone's fucking where they need to be at what time. And then everyone gets the day off that they want. And then also you're the first point when there's an emergency. And I was like, I do not want to put myself in that position. I'm happy just chilling with the kids, uh, overworking myself that yep. way. <laughs> I do not need to add an extra level yep. of stress. I know I would not be capable yep. of No, that. that's a huge, that's a huge mood. Yeah, I feel that. So... They were doing the interviews, everyone was going in, and I knew that I was the next person because they were happy with my, uh, well, I think maybe I had a feeling that I would be asked if I wanted the role because I had taken over his position when he had days off. I was the person that they were like, here's the radio, you're the second in command for this. And whenever someone, uh, if if the um, previous person was sick then I would take over yeah and I thought well this is they're kind of maybe setting me up for this and so they had their little interviews everyone was being interviewed and at the end they were like now how do you think you would go in a leadership role and I straight up said look I don't want it I was like if you're going to offer it to someone offer it to Penny because Penny has a mind for that thing she would rock it I enjoy my job I love what I'm doing I really don't think that I would be suitable for this position yeah and they were like Okay, no worries. And then Penny got hired, which is sick because Penny was so good at that. Yeah. And I just went in knowing my limits. I was like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I nah. don't want it. Nah, not at all. <laughs> I totally get that. I I am very scared uh, if that ever happens to me. I don't know what I mm. would do. I'm kind of glad now um, uh, that I'm going into a new job kind of at ground level again because it's like, mm-hmm. well, at least I won't have to worry about that for a while because I get to be the new <laughs> yeah. person for a while. I love being the new person because no one expects anything of you. And then I can just yeah. blow them away with how fantastic I am because I'm still in the first few months of the job, which means I still find it interesting and, like, the executive yeah. dysfunction hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're also the new shiny person at work and everyone's like, oh, a new person. I know, I know. And I love that. And like, <clears throat> you'd think that you'd think that I wouldn't like, because it's like, oh God, ah, mm. uh, like, um, it's a lot of pressure, but also I like attention. Um, <laughs> I think we put too much, not we, but I mean, I know that you and I don't, but I think that society mm. puts too much pressure and importance on being productive and striving for more. Yeah. I think it's okay in a work environment to not strive for more. Yeah, exactly. Like, just do I what think you can. It's okay to just, yeah, to just have a job and just do it just to get your paycheck. Yeah. Or have a job that you're happy with that you don't want to further yourself in. Seriously. I think, like, seriously. While going, through, while going through the whole job hunting process, okay, and like, this was very difficult for me. Um, these interviewers and the recruiters were asked, they, you know, they, they really want you to have an answer for like, why do you want to work here out of all the places? Mm -hmm. Like what, what is it about us that makes us so special? And I was, I struggled with that. I'm very good at masking though. And I'm a very good actress. Um, so I got through it, but like in my head, I'm just like, because I need to pay rent. I like to have a place to live. This this is job I can do. Give money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I will be I will be good at this job. I will be perfectly adequate if not fantastic at this job. 
I will do it to the best of my abilities and I will earn the paycheck that you by law have to give me. Thank you. Like, I, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like there's really such an emphasis on like, you know, Oh, what's unique about our company that makes you want it. Yeah. And like, I had to come up with so much bullshit and like, I get it. I, I get it. Like, because, you know, it's it's not it's not very motivating as an employer to hear someone just be like, oh, I just, I need a job. Like, I, I need to be employed. But the way that the world is now, so many people are really just having to take what they can get, you know, because, like, we don't have a lot of security. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of money. Um, you know, no. the economy is fucked. Um, wages are fucked. So the rental fucking, the housing market is fucked. so fucked. So fucked. So like a lot of people are really just kind of, you know, out there scrambling, taking what they can get. Um, mm-hmm. And like, you kind of need to be a little bit understanding of that. Simpy. I feel oh. <laughs> like, no, I feel, I feel like employers yeah. should be more understanding of that, but like, yeah, they're they not, should, they're absolutely. not going to because they're the employers no. and it's capitalism and they're the bosses and all that, all that shit. And I'm not going to get into my Marxist diatribes right now, but <laughs> like you all, you all know, you all know everyone listening. I feel, I feel like, like, I feel like pretty much everyone listening to this is going to have similar political views to us. Otherwise, why the fuck are you listening to this? Like why? I feel, feel like a lot of recruiters power trip yeah and sort of just make shit up like questions and stuff like that in the interview process mm. it's like well what bearing does any of this have on how i can do my job it's just like they must get so bored i know in the hiring process they're like what can we ask okay if you were a color what color would you be and then you're like <laughs> fuck fuck and they don't probably don't even have an answer as to what's a good color they probably are just like well how can we spice yeah. my day up because i've interviewed eight people today Luckily, luckily I didn't get a lot of questions like that. Thank fuck. Um, Because I don't know what I would have had to pull out of my ass. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just, it's all, it's, it's a lot of it is, oh, where do you see yourself in a few years? Mm -hmm. And the answer in my brain is uh, hopefully still safely housed, Mm -hmm. uh, eating, uh, maybe occasionally going out to the pub you know like uh i would like to be able to uh sustain that lifestyle thank you not like, dead it's, because it's of the crushing like fucking yeah. <laughs> weight of not life. not dead because i don't have any money like it's just <laughs> imagine if you did answer like that i i wouldn't get a job i would not get a job i wouldn't get a job like you know and it it's it sucks it sucks yeah. a lot but the- you can't be honest about it there was a tweet a few days ago on someone posted on Twitter, what are your hiring red flags? So red flags in, in interviews that people Ooh. talk about Ooh. and what's a red flag and why you won't hire them. Oh my God. There was. Have you pulled oh, some up? Let's talk I've about this. Some. Okay. So is this, is this from, is this from like recruiters and employers? Yes. Oh, yes. I can't wait to roast some of these. Cause I bet some of these are so stupid. <laughs> Oh, some of them are ridiculous. Oh, God. Uh, someone said, asking about the salary before we didn't even start an interview. I think it's fair to ask about a salary because they're going to fucking fuck you I, over. I think it's I think it's super fair to ask about a salary. So many, so many of the, so many of like the job applications that I did didn't have the salary listed. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, you should have it listed. Yeah. Have it listed straight up. Because then they're wasting your time if it's not something that's a livable wage for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I can understand, like, maybe don't ask about it, like, like first question. But I don't think it's unreasonable to ask about it at all. Like, go for it. You need to know. You need to know what kind of money you're going to be making. Someone said, this is one that I screenshot because I was like, this is fucked up. Oh, So, what are your red flags when hiring? I want your spiciest takes only. Oh, God. Blinks too much or too often? So, (laughs) we're we're going to decide that if someone has a tick, if they're autistic, if they have have Tourette's, they blink too much for your liking, that you're just not going to hire them. That's a red flag for you. I, okay. A lot of offices have fluorescent lighting. Mm. I... I don't have like eye ticks, but I have like, I get very irritated by fluorescent yep. lighting. So I'm blinking a lot. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you a robot? Are you a robot person that sits there and doesn't need to wet their eyes every couple of seconds? Like fucking hell. Wouldn't it be a little bit more of a red flag if the person you mean didn't, didn't blink? blink? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see, I want to see someone just sitting there not blinking the whole time. Just in terms of Wow, I would really like, like this role. Thank you. <laughs> it's like when I was a kid, someone told me that eye contact was important and I was I didn't understand how much or how little. So and you I was just, just yeah. like, okay, eye contact <laughs> And I didn't know that eye contact meant Hello, I would like this job, please. <laughs> the way that I saw eye contact was as if someone said staring contest. That's what I kind of thought eye contact was. I was like, oh, got it, eye contact. So I'd be having a conversation with someone just staring at them and not blinking. Oh, I'm my like, this God. is great. I am, I am nailing this. Yeah, so, <laughs> so good at this imagine... whole eye contact thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Could you imagine interviewing someone and they just stared at you like that? Like you just did. Yeah, no, I, once again, I'm upset that this is a, this is an audio medium because I just, I just stared directly unblinking into the webcam for, for Jace's enjoyment <laughs> just then. Um, and oh, and boy, did I enjoy it. It was very funny. <laughs> I'm glad it's not a visual medium because I'm wearing a skirt as a top with no bra and my hair is greasy and I've got it half up in one top not bun and the rest is down yeah and i look horrible so i'm glad that you can't see me but i wish you could have seen that <laughs> um if everyone wants to know what i'm wearing i wonder if you can guess wonder if people can <laughs> guess what i'm wearing put it in the tweet us tweet us and we'll let you know it's a my chemical romance <laughs> someone said i always ask who doesn't like them and why if they say nobody they're lying or not very impactful either way red flag who wants to talk about that no one wants to talk about that oh my god hey so um it's been going really well so far you're doing really well uh who fucking hates you (laughs) my mother (laughs) every single one of my ex-partners um (laughs) actually no that's not true it's only about 80 percent of them some of them are lovely um it's just it's just funnier to me to say it's all of them um Um, before you go on, before you go on, um, yeah. So before I knew for sure that I had this job, they were like, oh, can we have your references? And I'm like, yeah, 
can have my references. That's great. So I gave them, uh, a, I gave them uh, my uh, former supervisor from customer service at my old job, who is great that I get along great with, who taught me a lot and who I worked very well with. And then like, cool, can we have another? And I'm like, shit. So I had to give them my manager from my most recent role, uh, who notably <laughs> he and I did not get along. And it was one of the main reasons that I was leaving. <laughs> I was terrified. Yeah. I was actively terrified. When I got the little email notification to say that he had given his reference, I went into a cold sweat and I started shaking and I had the cold sweats for the rest of the day. <gasps> Luckily, he clearly gave me a good enough reference because I have now been hired. Um, but like, I I don't want to talk about drama. You know, I don't want to talk about who doesn't like me, whether that's like yeah. at a job or just in my personal life just or in like, general. Like, like why why do you need to know that? Because it's inviting a lot of negativity immediately. Exactly. And more often than not, it's like it's your own fucking business. So like this is not necessarily mm-hmm. relevant to the position that I'm applying for now. Why do you need to know that? Sorry, I just oh my god. But yeah, no. you should have seen me just absolutely start shivering. I was terrified. I was so scared. It has been so long since I've had a job interview. Mm. that I didn't realize that they gave notifications for when someone has given their reference. That would be so fucking panic inducing. Well, so, so it depends on like what's, what they use. Um, my, mine used a website. So I put in all the ref details into a website mm. and then they could either reply via email or get a phone call. Um, so yeah. And then I get a little notification in my emails of when they've given their reference. That's so like, that, it was terrifying. That is like red receipts, but hyped up to fucking 11. Yes. Yes. That is so scary. I have my red receipts off. I don't want people to know when I've read, like when texting and stuff. I don't want people to know yeah. when I've read something or anything like that. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to know because it feels like it puts too much unnecessary pressure to be available all the time. And yes. I just, that I, I'm, I f- I'm feeling very anxious right now for you. But also it's already happened, so I don't need to feel anxious for you, but I'm like... It's all good, but like, but like, you can understand. I'm sure a lot of people listening can understand, like, that has an anxiety thing. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my fucking God, it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, But, you know, thankfully it worked out. Uh, Everyone on Twitter saw me uh, rejoicing in obtaining this new job. So that's good. That's all done. But fuck. (laughs) What would you have said in the interview if they asked you who your favourite comedian is in the first five minutes of the interview? James A. Castor, probably. <laughs> this person probably would say, who's that? Because they said, I always ask who their favourite comedian is within the first five minutes. It says a lot about the person and they wouldn't have prepared for that so wouldn't have time to come up with a golden response. Anything Ricky Gervais, Bill Burr, Louis C.K. and they're hired unless they royally fuck up. <laughs> Oh, I don't want that person to hire me. <laughs> Could you imagine the kind of person that would just hire you because you like Ricky Gervais? It, it's basically... Look, you say that? environment. You say that and I instantly just think of Ricky Gervais's character from The Office. It's that guy. It's just that guy. <laughs> you're right. That's it. That's oh the guy. Oh my God. That's David the guy. David Brent, you're right. Dave, it's just David Brent. It's just David Brent. It's just David Brent. Uh, 
<laughs> now I wish this was a visual podcast because I'm like shocked. I'm like that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Holy I'm spot fuck. on there. I am absolutely spot on with you that. You really are. That is the kind of guy that would hire you for saying that Ricky Gervais or Louis C.K. is your favorite comedian. One hundred percent. It's just David Brent. It's just him. Do I want to hire? Do I want to work in an environment where the guy likes the transphobe? And the guy who exposed himself to people. <laughs> Sounds like a really great work environment there. Also, consid- also, that guy would probably hate me considering that in James A. Caster's last special, mm. he spends a solid bit of it just roasting Ricky Gervais for being a transphobe. He wouldn't way, even know who James way, A. Caster is. He wouldn't is. know who he was. The way that James A. Caster says, you brave little cis boy, it just scratches yeah. my brain. <laughs> scratches yeah. my brain it's just yeah. it's beautiful i love, I, love so I adore that man i absolutely adore that man smash um <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's very great. high I'm... he's very high on my uh, on my hot man list so so he should be he's great he is he great. was i remember watching an episode might have been eight out of ten cats i can't remember what show i was watching but he's done a lot of panel shows they had it was years and years and years ago they had um do you remember sam pepper the youtuber yeah they had him come on and they they showed one of his um, videos that went viral, the one where he was like kissing women just mm. on the street, strangers, yeah. and just kissing them. Yeah. They played that and then they brought him out and then James spent the whole time just roasting him for being a fucking creep. It was so good. I'm looking I, I, that up. I watched that and I was like, Yes, you have to watch it. Um, James Acaster is like one of my per- – I, I, I've probably said this before, but he is like one of my perfect men. Like, in terms of, like, a re-man, that's a fucking re-man right mm-hmm. there. Oof. People talk a lot about men who are written by women. Mm. He's a man that was written by a woman, for sure. He's a man that was written by me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's a man that was written by a non-binary person. <laughs> a probably uh, probably a non-binary autistic person, honestly, because he is, he, is, he is definitely autistic. That man is autistic. Oh my god! And we love him for it. We do, we do. I want to, I want to hear some more red flags because these are fucking insane. These are, these are unhinged, but not in the cool way like we are. Yeah, this one. When it comes to salespeople, I'll actually reject them in the interview if they just take the rejection and don't try to over overcome it. Red flag. <laughs> I fucking hate sales bros. Oh, so I much. hate sales bros. Like, are you kidding me? Like. In any, for any other position, would you expect the person to try and argue their way out of a rejection from an interview? Like it's that. See, that's the thing. It's a red flag if you can't take no for an answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck. Oh no, sales bros are so fucking. No, I can't do it. I can't do sales bros. No, thank you. Fuck. And me. I don't want to be. I don't want to beg for shit. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's it's humiliating. It's so humiliating. Uh, oh, my God. Jesus. No, thank you. Fuck. Oh, sales guys. Mm, no. Some more. No social media is a, a huge red flag. And, and they've put social media as LinkedIn. So if someone doesn't have a LinkedIn, that's a red flag. I know so many people that don't have LinkedIn. The only reason that I got LinkedIn in the first place was to apply for jobs. I don't use Mm -hmm. it. Like when I'm employed, I don't use LinkedIn. I delete the app from my phone 
I turn off all the email alerts and everything. The only thing I use LinkedIn for is to look for jobs because there are a lot of like recruiters and stuff on there and they're a lot more likely to reach out to you, which I love because it means I don't have to do as much reaching out to other people because <laughs> I have anxiety. Um, but yeah. Wait, like, wait, wait. you have anxiety? Me? <laughs> it's not like what? We've, it's not like we've spent <laughs> the whole episode talking about how anxious I am. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, that's, that's weird. Um, Oh, okay. So I'm trying to think about how I feel about people having social media or not. Um, I think I want people to have social media, but for purely selfish reasons, because I want to stalk them. I was just going to say it's not a red flag for me, but I'm a little sticky beak. So it would yeah, be a whole damn part of my day. Look. I want to look. The amount, like- the amount of like guys that I've dated that like don't have Instagram or they have Instagram... Oh but there's nothing on there and I'm just like, but I want to, I want to look at, I want to look at what you looked like two years ago. Like, yeah. Oh my God. One of my favorite things is going through celebrity Instagrams, but new, new celebrity, mm. like, you know, you've got old money and new money. Yeah. I, I like going through new celebrity Instagrams and going back to before they were famous I don't, I just love scrolling all the way back and just seeing what they posted before and then where the change is in the Instagram. I, I have, I have an extension in my Chrome browser that will literally scroll back to someone's first Instagram (gasps) post. That's genius. I don't have that. I don't use my computer for anything except for writing and podcasting. So, uh, yeah, I need to do that. I, I used it to, to I used it to go back to, I think it was like, I think it was like the beginning of like Matthew Gray Goobler's, <laughs> which again, no one, no one's surprised. No one's surprised. No one's surprised. Um, but like go back to like the beginning of Matthew Gray Goobler's Instagram, because I was looking for like one particular picture that he posted and it was like, I couldn't be fucked scrolling manually yeah. scrolling all the way. So I found this extension and then I did it and I'm like, oh, that was fun. Maybe I could use it again. Maybe I will use this on other people. Oh. So yeah, um, so fun, it is it is very fun just going back and like seeing what famous people posted before they were famous. And- like I have this. I I need to I need to watch myself with that because I need to remember that people are still people, mm. um, and not be too weird. Yeah, but- but also it is highly fascinating. And also it's all public stuff. They have public Instagrams. It's not like you're going hacking into their phones yeah. and looking for their news. It's not like I'm hacking like into that. their Finsta or no. You're just going God, no, back in no. their public Like Instagram. if it's public, I'm just looking at public stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're right. That So I guess yeah. that makes me feel a little bit better. You're encouraging you're welcome. me. Stop okay. This is, gonna, this is where I'm going to sound like I'm not the reasonable one. I like going to famous people when they have partners and then going to their partner's Instagram and scrolling their partner's Instagram to see the exact moment where they first posted them with their famous partner. And it's not because I'm doing anything, but I just fucking love like looking at it and then experiencing, not experience. I don't know how to even explain why I get joy out of this, what I get out of it. Look, I mean, you just made me pick up my phone because I realized that I've never stalked Zoe Kazan. Like if Zoe Kazan (laughs) has Instagram, that's Paul Dano's wife. Um, that's it, everyone. Oh, come on. Podcast over. She ha- I, I opened it. She has one picture <gasps> on there and it's not of either no. of them. She probably cleared it out. God damn it. I fucking love, 
I think what I like about the partners Instagrams, if the, if the partners are not famous themselves, is the difference between the curation of the Instagrams where one partner oh, yeah. has, has management and then the other one is just a normal person. It's just some guy. Yeah. It's so yeah. fascinating to just see the differences. I would love to date a celebrity just like, I mean, I, I would love to date anyone. Um, <laughs> like I would, I would love to date a famous person and then see what happens when their fans find my Instagram. Oh my God. And like what they do with that. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of shit, I reckon. But also like, will I become a meme? I'll will, make will, sure of will it. The fan, will the fan base decide that they love me? Will they decide mm-hmm. that they hate me? Will they, Will it be split down the middle into two very intense camps? Yeah. Like, fuck. Oh, man. I just wish I was famous. <laughs> Why am I not famous? We'll, we'll get there. Um, I we'll hate there. when people are so private. <laughs> I know it's their prerogative. I know. I know. We're just nosy. Yeah. We're just nosy. I just want to know everything. And when people yeah. are super private about their relationships and I can't, find pictures or any information about their partners or anything like that I know that it's not my business but I just feel like I sh- I deserve to know <laughs> <laughs> no I know that I don't deserve to know no I know I'm I'm the same I know that I don't deserve to know like it's 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 but none of my know. it's none of my business I just get bored mm-hmm. and I like to go online and look at bullshit it's like break up with your girlfriend I'm bored but it's tag your girlfriend in this Instagram post I'm bored yes please (laughs) or like when when celebrities have babies and they won't post pictures of the baby at all it's like totally get that I I understand but also understand one tiny part of me goes is it because the baby's ugly they just don't want to show anyone the baby because it's ugly. Is that what's See, in, re- in regards to babies, I don't give a shit, but you and I feel very differently. No, I don't want to see their babies. I don't want to see their babies. I don't want I to just see the wonder babies. if they're not showing their baby. If the baby's it's ugly. Because <laughs> you know how, did you ever get told in primary school or even high school that two good looking people make an ugly child? Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why I was like, wow, well, thank fuck my dad's ugly then. <laughs> See, I got told that, but then... I mean, I look I look exactly like my mother, so... You do. I got I do. told that I... in grade five or six by this boy that now I realise in adulthood, because I've always said my whole life I was never bullied, but now I realise that he actually did bully me quite badly. He told me that. He said... God, loudest cars in the fucking world driving down my street right now. Uh, he said that two good-looking people make an ugly baby. And two mm. ugly people make a good-looking baby and one ugly person and one good-looking person make an average baby. And he was like, which one of your parents is ugly? And I was like, what? And he was like, well, one oh, of them must be ugly. Oh, I was trying to ugly. tell you you were average. I know. And I was like... See, that's the thing. I would have taken that. I would have been like, oh, thank you. I was like, <laughs> okay, so I'm not even ugly. You're saying that I'm average. I'm average? <laughs> Oh, there we go. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, he was quite mean to me, but I just didn't ever really pick up on it. Um, well, I'm going to find him and I'm going to kick him in the dick. So His name is and <laughs> he added me on Facebook a few years ago and he was really nice to me. And I was just Ugh. like, what the fuck is happening? I'm still going to find him and kick him in the dick though. Good, do it. While five bleep plays his in name. the background. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will bleep it. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, he was mean to me. Anyway, <laughs> I both love and hate social media. Like seriously, but I really don't want. I really don't want employers yeah. looking at it. So, like, I'm very much of the opinion and, like, I feel like this is very much a millennial Gen Z thing is, like, what I do on social media Mm -hmm. is none of your fucking business in terms of, like, me as an employee because I'm not going to be the same person outside of work as I am at work. Whereas, like, a lot of older people, like, oh, you have to represent yourself well, digital footprint, digital footprint. It's because they Uh, didn't grow up with social media. They don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I get that your digital footprint can be a thing, but it's not like I'm out here posting about how I want to, like, kill the president or anything, which I don't. I do not. FBI, I do not. Leave me alone. Um, Like, I'm just out here posting that I'm horny for weird-looking white men. Like, how is that relevant? How's that relevant? And it's not like we go up to the boomers and are like, oh, sorry, Darren, you're not allowed to beat your wife in private because what you do in private affects your job. Like, mm, exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So yeah, like not having LinkedIn, I don't see that. How is that a red flag? I don't know. Just because I don't want to be like active on fucking like LinkedIn posts are like the worst (laughs) social media posts. Like they're so fucking boring. I, you know what? If I ever get to a point where I'm secure enough in my career, I'm going to go on LinkedIn and I'm going to shit post on LinkedIn and it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's just all I'm gonna do on there. I'm gonna I'm gonna do LinkedIn shit posts. Oh my god, fucking hell! No, now I'm mad about LinkedIn. I hate LinkedIn. I hate it so much. It's the worst. I should probably delete it from my phone again now that I've got a job. Someone says <laughs> it is amazing how often asking what seems like a very simple and straightforward question gets alarming answers. E.g., on a scale of one to ten, how much do you want this job? Answer seven. Also, anytime someone emphasizes work-life balance, if you are passionate, there is no balance. Oh, excuse me? I hate employers. I hate them. Tony, what the fuck? Jesus. No. If you don't think work-life balance is important, it's because you can afford to, you know? It's usually because they don't need to work to balance those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's because they're getting paid to boss other people around. The fact, and... <laughs> the fact that we have to earn a living, that that's even a phrase, earning a living, is yeah. fuck. Living is a right. Like, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> so, oh, maybe I am going to get on my Marxist soapbox yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much a red flag, but candidates lose significant points if they have a limp handshake or cannot make eye contact. These fucking neurotypical cunts are obsessed with eye contact. Like, I don't want to look yeah. into people's eyes. I'll give you a little flick every now and then. <laughs> God, what? Um, like, I'll flick my eyes towards yours every now and then and then look away or whatever. But I don't want someone looking at me that intensely. I'm I'm good at... Okay, so with me, I can do eye contact when I'm listening, but when I'm talking <gasps> oh my God, is when too. I tend to look away. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't, I can't look at someone when I'm talking to them. It feels yeah because then because then I get distracted. So for me, it's actually yeah. easy just to have my eyes going all around the place and my hands gesticulating yeah. wildly while yeah, I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. I'm listening, when I'm listening, I do the eye thing because I'm showing that I'm yeah, doing the active you've been listening. Trained to do that. Yeah, but yes, yeah, I'm the exactly. same. If I'm talking to someone, I am very uncomfortable looking at them. It feels yeah, not intimate, but it feels too much. It feels like. I don't know. It's just, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Which is why I was so happy when like, you know, um, I started working from home and like meetings over Microsoft Teams or Zoom became a thing because no one's expecting you to stare directly into your webcam. Mm -hmm. So you can just kind of look around the screen and they can't tell whether, they can't necessarily tell whether or not you're looking at their square or not. They don't know that you're looking at yourself. (laughs) I'm looking at my own. I am always looking at my own. You you know this. You know this very well. I'm always looking at my own. That's all I look at. (laughs) See, I've noticed just recording this podcast, when you're talking, I will look at your screen. When I'm talking, I will look at myself or I will look around the room. Um, yep. Or sometimes- when I'm talking, I look at myself, <laughs> and then when you're talking, I'm looking. <laughs> oh. So it's just like in real life, really. This is just like real life. Yay! Someone Fucking- put oh my God. someone put listing Microsoft Word and Excel as skills is a red flag. I don't know how to use Excel because I've never tried. Kelly Rowland uses it yeah. <laughs> to text, but yeah, or I don't see that as a red flag. That's just listing programs that you are familiar with. Yeah, it's just listing programs that you're familiar with. And, like, again, these are, like, these are, like, boomers that are usually, these are, like, you know, older people that are usually doing the the hiring. So they just assume that every person younger than them knows how to use every single program yeah. on a computer. Um, we don't. This is the guy <laughs> that said, oh. excellent. MS word. Fuck off. (laughs) Wow. No, thank you. No. Like, like, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -mm. Like, and especially if it's relevant to the role. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm going into a customer service role where I'm going to be emailing people and calling people a lot, I might not necessarily list being proficient in Excel for that because Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily going to be expected to use Excel for the role. However, if I'm going into something that will require like database management or like using using those things specifically, then put it in. It's like, you know, like if you're going for like a role in communications, would you not say that you Mm -hmm. are, you know, like eloquent and that you're good on the phone or like things like that. Exactly. You're just... You're just listing skills that are relevant. Exactly. And, unfo- you know, I nearly said unfortunately. It's not unfortunate, but just, like, as a part of, you know, office jobs nowadays, you're expected to be able to know how to use those things. So why not put down that you know how to use them? Because if if we made it standard to not have to put down that you know how to use those things mm-hmm. and people just expect that you know how to use them, there's going to be situations where people are getting hired that don't know how to yeah use things um i think people are forgetting that a resume is to showcase what you are capable of in a work environment exactly and that is something that is in a work environment that you need to showcase that you are able to do yeah exactly jesus <laughs> yeah enough oh like god that there's a lot in this yeah for every 10 applications I get, I'll throw one away without even looking at it. That way I make sure not to hire any unlucky people. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> oh my god. This explains why there are so many roles that I don't even get a fucking courtesy email for. Oh my god. You're just an unlucky person. Some cunt's just, just thrown away. <laughs> just unlucky i guess fucking oh my these these people these people are insane they are someone said if they didn't play college sports that's a red flag (laughs) i'm i i bet you any money that's another fucking sales bro that said that let me see 
Well, his name is Tucker. Tucker. And his picture is him on a golf course. Oh. <laughs> so Ooh, that's like a that's like a sales boy. That's a business boy or like finance yeah. or some shit. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Any kind of social justice or climate references, leave your ideology out in the parking lot. So if you've done charity work and you've volunteered for things, then no. you can't put it on your resume. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. And then, of course, a bunch of cunts saying pronouns. <laughs> I'm not even going to get started. I don't know. That's heaps. But, yeah, I won't go through all of them because I did have, like, a nice, neat little thing, but I it, I lost them all. But it's fine. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> that wasn't even <laughs> planned, that one. That's why I'm not prepared because it was not prepared. No, 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 no. That was good. That was good. Honestly, I, yeah, having to go through the whole hiring process is, it's already really demeaning. Like it's dehumanizing. Um, So to hear this bullshit, it's just like, it just, it's just making me angry. I'm just angry about it. it. Does it make you feel better knowing that you got hired when all this bullshit goes on? I mean, it does, but then it just makes me think about all the other people that, aren't getting hired for things and you know and then the whims of some hiring manager exactly and then I get into like this weird little cycle like you know oh what makes me more deserving of things than other people and blah 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 blah. and I get yeah it I don't want (laughs) to just don't think stop thinking but I can't shut the brain down (laughs) oh my god no no I I mean, look, I'm happy that I'm at a stage now where, like, I can be stable again. But, like, yeah, the whole process is just really fucking awful. And I, yeah, I feel for anyone that has to go through it, which is a great chunk of my friends and peers. I'm really glad that I don't yet. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Um, Ideally, I would work for myself. But that's not always possible. Yeah. Ideally... What I really want to do is go to uni, but as we've mentioned on the podcast before, I purposely tanked my UAI and mm-hmm. I can't get into a uni unless I fucking do the catch-up tests or whatever they are. Mm. And no brain now, gone. Yeah, brain gone. Bye-bye. Brain gone. Like, I would love to I would love to go to uni, but yeah, I don't think I have the brain power for it anymore. Like the, the, the gifted kid steam has run out and now I'm just firmly in like neurodivergent burnout. (laughs) Yeah. And, and also, and also I would be scared of the, the 20 year olds making fun of me for being a mature age student because they would. Yeah. Because when I was that age, I made fun of mature age students. I know it would happen. (laughs) And I was just just pretend that you're younger. I mean, pretend that you're. I mean, I could probably get away. I could, I, I could probably get away with like twenty four or something. But like, I don't want to have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I want to go for editing and stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah, I want to be. <laughs> when I, when I told the uh, recruiter that I was talking to, when she was talking to me about things that I'd want to do, and I mentioned that I wanted to be an editor and that I have mm-hmm. done editing work in the past. Um. I got a book coming out, by the way, everyone. I probably should say that. There's a book called Vote for Grandma that's available for pre-order that I edited. It's a children's book. It's a coloring book. It's about voting. There we go. There's my little plug. I edited it. I'm the editor. Um, when I told her that I was interested in editing, she was like, oh, yeah. What What about editing interests you? And I said, well, I just really like correcting people. 
You do though. She was like, "You really oh. do. You really like that." I do. You really, like, really do. I like do. creating myself. I love to create myself, but I fucking love when someone gives me something and I can just fix it. <sighs> yeah. Oh my god, it feels so good. <laughs> and like editing, that would that would be my outlet where people want me to fix it. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's what you're there for. So you know. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be inconveniencing anyone. You're gonna exactly. really, yeah. Like it, it's your, it's literally your job. So like it's your responsibility to do that. I think you'd be great at that. You tell me what to do Thank all the you. time. But never unsolicited. Never unsolicited. Never unsolicited. I stop myself. <laughs> I managed to stop myself when I was I younger. Bet. I could not stop myself. I bet. Man, my tongue is full of fucking bite marks. It's probably scarred mm. from how hard I bit it trying not to correct people in my life but I used to be a little cunt with um, grammar and stuff I'm not now thankfully I'm not like ableist anymore but I was a little English nerd and English I'm so good at English Mm. Uh, I was a little English nerd and I loved grammar and punctuation and stuff like that so I once emailed I once sent an email to an online store uh, I believe it was hardtofind.com.au that something that they had listed had the wrong your. It was a birthday card or something or an invitation. I think it was an invitation. It was like you're invited. Yeah. But they spelled Y-O-U-R invited. And I was like, <sighs> I wasn't going to buy the invitations, but I was like, I have to I have to let them know. I have to tell someone. Yeah. <laughs> so they I sent them an know. email. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I was browsing your wonderful website and I came across these adorable invitations. However, I did want to let you know that something has slipped past in the uh, editing proofreading process and uh, it's got the wrong your and it's misspelled and I just thought I'd let you know. And then they replied, they were like, thank you. We've pulled it from the thing. Thanks so much for that. And I was like, I'm such a little fucking cunt, but I couldn't let it go. I could not let it go. But see, this is why you'd be a fantastic editor because you can't fucking let it go. (laughs) Everyone needs to come to me all the time before they, I love it when people, I've got some friends who come to me before they send their tweets and they're like, can you read this tweet for me? And I'm like, yes, I can. Oh my God. (laughs) And then I'll be like, yeah, this, you've used a double word here. It would flow a lot better if you took this word out and replaced it with something else, or even just, you don't need the end bit. This is a great punchline on its own. And so some of those tweets that you might've liked in your lifetime, Re, I edited (laughs) I can I can tell you whose tweets you don't edit yours because you just fucking post them because I just I shoot for, I tweet from the hip baby <laughs> I've tried doing that and then uh, I have done typos and stuff and I'm like fuck why did I do this and then I delete it immediately like okay good evening I'm currently horny for a preacher that's just me tweeting because yeah I'm I'm uh, I'm in I'm in my Paul Dano era. Um, mm-hmm. of course, yep. of course. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like I remember I, did I, I, I remember when little Miss Sunshine came out and I was obsessed with him mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I, did I even make you watch that with me? I'm pretty sure I made you yes. watch that with me. Yeah. Yeah. You sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Several times if I'm in the one night, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh my God. And I would have just been sitting there like, I love him, Chase. I'm in love with him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And now it's uh, it's like, you know, it's 15 years later, full circle. We're back. 15 years later, still. 
Um, but yeah, no, I watched There Will Be Blood because I'm making my way through his filmography. And it's a Normal. very, very good movie. Very good movie. Uh, critically acclaimed. But like he doesn't show up for like the first 20 minutes or so. For, so for the first 20 minutes, I'm just sitting there like, can we, can we, can we let's move it. Move it along. Where is he? Where's Paul? Um, <laughs> even though the first, um, the first little bit of the movie is very good, there is absolutely no dialogue. Uh, it's fantastic. It's just a really good movie. Um, but yeah, me being me, I'm like, wow, yeah, this movie is great. Where's the where's the man that I think is hot? Where is the slightly weird looking uh, skinny white man that I think is hot? For me. Uh, literally, you could turn your head and fucking find a skinny white man that you think is hot. <laughs> uh, I'm in my room, so not right now, but next time I wow. leave the house, maybe. <laughs> I have watched so many movies in my life, so many underground or not very good or just underappreciated movies in my life. Purely just because, because someone you like is in the them. The person that I was obsessed with was in it. Me too. Me at too. That yep. I I've seen I've seen I've seen a good chunk of Paul Dano's filmography. I've seen a good chunk of Matthew Gray Goobler's filmography, and they are there are some real stinkers in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. I've watched a lot of his mm-hmm. films. He's done some really interesting, fun stuff. He does. He has. Um, yeah. Yeah, which I like. I like people that choose interesting roles. Um, but yeah, firmly in my Dano era. Um, watch me get over it in like two weeks. Um, but mm-hmm. for now, I am I'm enjoying myself because he's done a lot of really good stuff. So I'm I'm having fun. I'm watching a lot of movies that I wouldn't have watched before. Um, and also I've, I've started using Letterboxd, um, (laughs) which just makes me feel like the most pretentious piece of shit in the world. Um, so to counter the fact that it makes me feel like a pretentious piece of shit, every review I write is like one sentence and it's always something dumb. Like it's, it's not me like going on and on about the film itself. I'll just like make a dumb joke. (laughs) Good. I like it. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. (laughs) You made me watch Little Miss Sunshine, mm. and the movie that I made you watch the most in our childhood mm-hmm. is a little Australian film that was not quite popular amongst almost anyone, mm-hmm. and it was called You Can't Stop the Murders. Oh, I was waiting until we were going to talk about You Can't Stop the Murders. Oh, Jace, why don't, why don't you tell the listeners about You Can't Stop the Murders? Okay, well, you you guys have no idea how many times they made me watch this fucking film. (laughs) And Brie loved every fucking second of it. I had a great time. You Can't Stop the Murders is an Australian film. I say film because it's very highbrow. Uh, It's a comedy starring Akmal and Gary Eck, who are two Australian comedians, and Mm -hmm. they play cops, which I know another cop movie my top three films in the whole entire world are all cop buddy cop movies you can't stop the murders hot fuzz and 22 jump street i have my faults i'm not saying that i am not a flawed person anyway we need need to get we need to get you on letterboxd (laughs) we need to get you on letterboxd mine would be the longest fucking review in the world so akmal and gary they use their own first names in this film they are partners they're cops and their small town starts having a series of murders happen and these murders uh the people who are murdered are posed in 
different ways. Their like limbs are cut off and they're like posed in different ways. Mm-hmm. And also um, they're all different professions. Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, a construction worker and some sailors and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they can't solve these murders. So they get this big city cop to come in and there's a big like hoo-ha about he's taking over and he's using Gary's evidence for himself or whatever. Yeah. And the whole, it turns out that the murders were every profession that was murdered was a member of the village people. Yeah. If you couldn't if you couldn't tell from the title, guys. You can't stop the murders. Nobody can stop the murders. Yep. And they people were posed in a Y, an M, a C, and an A. Yep. It's the stupidest it's fucking so thing, dumb. but it is so good. Yeah. And there's one line that I still say all the time to this day. Mm-hmm. There's this one guy in the town who's looking for his dog and his dog's missing. He can't find the dog anywhere and he's looking for it and he's always going to the cops and he's like, where's my dog? Can't find my dog. Blah, blah. He's like, I can't find my dog. No one's in it. And he's around and then the builder comes around the corner and sees these guys murdered and he's putting up posters of his dog, his missing dog. And then the guy goes to him, well, did you call the cops? And he goes, yeah. But it's just another dog to them. Fucking <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. I didn't tell it properly. I know I'm shit. No, I know, I know. But like telling it, bits. It but... is fun. It is funny in context. Oh my god, it is funny in context. I <laughs> promise. So I funny. promise it's funny in context. I might see if I can put some audio in. I'm sure that I won't get in trouble because you can't even fucking find it on DVD. The only way you can find this movie on DVD is a secondhand blockbuster or video easy rental DVD. Shaking it. Jesus, Barry, what are you doing here? Just looking for me dog. Did you call the cops? Oh, I know, Barry. It's just another dog to them. And that's how that's how I got my copy of the DVD, my first copy, is that I hide it from the local blockbuster so many times once I went into hire it and the guy goes, you know, you've hired this before, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, it says here you've hired it 16 times. I was like, Yeah. He's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> give me the DVD. Uh, don't fucking judge me. Can't just give it to me. But yeah, then one day I found it in the sale bin because apparently I was the only one that hired it. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yep. we're just going to sell this. It doesn't get a high enough rotation. So that's how I got my copy. <laughs> and then yep. I met Michael. And we were talking and getting to know each other. And then he was like, oh, I have to put on my favourite movie for you. And I was like, oh, my God, what's your favourite movie? He goes, it's this movie you probably never heard of. It's called You Can't Stop the Murders. And I went, <gasps> what? You never told yeah, me about he, this? before we met, loved that movie. And I was like, are you, I was like, oh are you kidding God, me? Oh, my God, you're mates. <laughs> I know. That's what? disgusting. I was like, are you serious? I was like, I love that movie. And he thought I was lying because, obviously, it's not a movie that everyone has heard of. Well, that everyone knows. But then I started quoting it to him and he was quoting it back to me. And he was like, are you fucking serious? And I was like, are you fucking serious? It's like literally you and me, Ree, are the only two people that I have ever known apart from him that know That had seen that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. No, I, yeah, no, because I remember um, in those days it was that one and then You Can't Stop the Murders and then there was also this other, like, a stupid Australian movie that my friends made me watch a lot called Boy Town. Do you remember Boy Town? Oh my god, I made you watch Boy Town. 
I made you watch you Boy did, Town. You made me watch Boy Town, but so did another one of my friends from high school. Uh, Boy Town, ha- yeah, Boy Town has a lot of like the same people in it. It's this, it's these five like <laughs> Australian comedians mm-hmm. playing like a washed up old boy yep. band. It was so stupid, and so we had the best time. We had the best time. So good, just like stupid two thousands. Australian comedy movies. I don't know what was in them, but it was crack. Like, okay, so the premise of Boy Town Mm. is they used to be in a boy band in Australia Mm -hmm. that was super popular. They Mm want to make a comeback. They try and make a comeback by making music for the age that they were when they were famous. It's not working. Yeah, and then they get the bright idea to make music for middle-aged women. Yeah, and it's all make it for the mums. Yeah, yeah, and it's all stuff like, "Baby, I do the dishes for you," and yeah. like all that kind of shit. And then they like stuff blow about up like school and... pickup and <laughs> yeah, like it's oh actually pretty genius. <laughs> it's so good, and it's yeah. such a good movie. Oh my god! Yeah, and one of the lines in it that is just like a little brainworm that I get mm-hmm. is when Josh Lawson, who's playing the um, director of the music video, mm-hmm. when he's like trying to explain his vision for the music video. He's like, and then you're walking through the supermarket and there's music, but get this, it's Muzak. <laughs> Just, it gets in my head and I say it all the time. Yeah. Such a good movie. Oh my God, I had forgotten. But I think I actually thought about Boytown last week, but then I I, I I thought about Boytown last week. It just sometimes, oh my God. sometimes it just pops into my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember Boytown. I remember watching that a million Whoa. times. Whoa, boy town. Boy, boy town. town. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone, your homework, because I don't think you'll be able to find You Can't Stop the Murders. Watch, your homework watch is boy to try town. and track down Boy Town. Try, you, I, I reckon you could probably track down Boy Town, because I think I might have even seen that in the cinemas, because that came out when I was yeah, like I 14 did, definitely. or something. Yeah. I was obsessed with Ed Cavalier and Tony Martin's show, Get This. They had a radio yes, show you were. Get This. you were. I was obsessed, and that's how I found out about Boy Town coming yeah. out, and I was like, fuck and also another another um, Australian, I use Australian loosely because I don't think he's actually Australian, but another Australian comedian that you and I really liked, uh, Bob Franklin, <gasps> wasn't it? He was in Boytown and he was also in You Can't Stop the Murders. He was, he was. And you... Yes, Bob Franklin. You loved him. <laughs> oh my God, I loved Bob Franklin. You had a big crush on oh, Bob Franklin. His, <laughs> I just liked his little voice. He was, yeah, yeah he was just a little... Anyway, I fucking loved him. And I I was very attracted to Gary Eck as well, which is, I mean, (laughs) don't Google them, please. (laughs) You realize you're going to have to put all these people on the Instagram now. Oh, no. Because we talked about them. Sometimes I think about trying to get in contact with Gary Eck. And I don't don't look at me like that. I mean, just like telling him how much You Can't Stop the Murders means to, to me. Oh, th- he doesn't have social media, so I can't tell him. But I maybe I should find out uh, a contact email or something and send him a little email because, yeah, I fucking loved you can't stop the murders and Boytown and all that shit, and I fucking loved when he wore his little singlet and his <laughs> his line dance. Yeah, <laughs> when they turn up to the hall to the line dancing practice and and the two bikey gangs are in there having their meeting about their mail getting mixed up. Oh, my God. There's these these two gangs of tough bikers and he's like... What time have you got the hall booked to? And they're like... Eight o'clock. And he's like... It's five past eight. Look, guys, normally I wouldn't mind, but the line dancing finals are on this weekend. Practice, practice, practice. Sorry, guys, I don't make the rules. And, like, it's just so fucking... I can't explain it. 
is so I shouldn't funny. Have, I shouldn't have brought this up because now you're just going <laughs> to... I'm fine. You're going to be thinking about this all night, aren't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find that picture of Gary Eck that I liked to send you every so often. Do you remember that picture of Gary in the, in the <laughs> blue singlet? And he's like that. And I would just yeah. send you that. And I'm like, it's like yes. Gary o'clock again or whatever. I would say like, it's Gary time or whatever I fucking would say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, all right, I'm over it. Oh. You're, a pe- you're a piece of work and I love it. Um, Thank you. Chase. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, fuck, I don't, I, don't have, I don't have much to say this week. Um, oh, okay, even though I decided to go for a walk in the rain in canvas shoes without an umbrella <laughs> and I have a very well-known hatred and discomfort about rain. Mm-hmm. So really, I was doing myself a disservice. Uh, do you still like me? <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> and Ree. Yes, Jace. Even though I spent the last 15 minutes of the podcast giggling about Gary. Just info dumping about <laughs> mid-2000s Australian cinema. <laughs> Gary Eck is my special interest. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't and, be surprised if he was. Oh, God. Don't you do love stop. Gary. Eck. I'm going to be Google imaging <laughs> soon. Um, no, there's a tweet. Okay, before I ask you, there's a mm. tweet that I made that got absolutely zero interaction. No likes, no mm-hmm. comments. I've kept it up because it's important to me. It mm-hmm. was a tweet. I quote tweeted someone saying, um, quote tweet this with a, an image from your favorite Australian movie. And I quote tweeted with an image from you can't stop the murders and no one liked it. No one interacted with it. And usually I would be like, well, this didn't do well. I'm going to delete it. Cause that's embarrassing, but no, nah, keeping it up, kept it up. Good. Keep it up. I'm going to go find it later and I will like it. Thank you. And I'll retweet it and be like, Hey, this didn't get enough attention. Out of context pod spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, ask, ask, ask away. Even though I went to a dinner party, dumped all of my trauma on the table, told a joke that didn't land, and then kept fucking going, do you still like me? I do still like you. Honestly, if I was there, I would have been on your side. I would have Thank been laughing so along with you. You're my own personal laugh track. Isn't that what this podcast is for? It's true. And there you have it. Good night, folks. Okay, bye. <laughs> of Do You Still Like Me, a podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DYSLMPod and you can also contact us at DYSLMPod at gmail.com. You can find me, Ree, on Instagram and Twitter at Remansel and you can find Jace on Instagram at Jace.Cordova and on Twitter at Jace Cordova. Thanks for listening.